Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is when you are listening to this, to all of you from yours truly, Mackenzie Tippett. And welcome back to another episode of Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. It is 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, October 3rd, and we are recording for the first time before 2 p.m. That's very exciting. Change is almost always good. I'm enjoying this early bird recording. You know, it's 11 o'clock. It's not that early, but you know. Kind of interesting because I still got my morning voice, so you get to hear that a little bit. Um, but am I shocked that I'm letting you into yet another portion of my life? No, because this is, this is literally the platform where I share my subconscious. Today, my friend Mason will be joining us, and for the duration of our normal recording time, we will be discussing sports, more specifically football, NFL football, and that. But we might dive into a few others along the way. This is my first time recording with a guest. I'm very excited. And I hope you all enjoy it so much because of Corona and other complications, we are recording in separate locations, but to make things more normal, air quotes, normal, I'm going to be on Zoom with Mason as well so we can see each other's nonverbal communication, etc. Because I always think it's helpful when you're talking with somebody for a longer period of time, if you can see their reactions to what you say. Like if I say something funny, I want to know if whoever I'm talking to finds it funny as well, or if they like, they're just kind of like, okay, uh, don't. Keep, don't quit your day job that that wasn't funny or if I say something stupid I sometimes I enjoy a little bit of judgment with the eye roll you know it's a it's a little it's humbling but without any further ado let's jump into today's episode okay hey Mason what's up thank you hey, for joining it? me today and you are the first guest on the podcast revamp wow no pressure well thanks for having me Appreciate it's a lot of pressure. Me it's a lot of pressure. The ratings are riding on, they're riding on your back today. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. First off, I want to give the people a bit of insight into who you are in case they, they don't know who you are. They're not like a mutual friend of ours or something. So in mm-hmm. major, like first day of class fashion, we're going to do an, a little icebreaker. So just go ahead and like say your name, age, school, year at school, <coughs> major, and just for fun, um, your favorite NFL team? All right. Well, my name is Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 19. Uh, we went to high school together. Uh, but I go to state, uh, NC State University. Um, I'm a sophomore currently. Um, I'm majoring in sport management with minors in business and coaching education. And my favorite sports team is the New England Patriots, sadly. Okay, you say sadly. I want to know, why, why is your favorite team the Patriots? <laughs> well, Where did that start? When I started watching football, I moved around a lot growing up. So when I started watching football, I actually was living in England. Um, And so that's kind of when I started watching and I saw New England. And I'm like, oh, I live there. That was the correlation. (laughs) That's that's all it took for you. (laughs) That's all it took for me. And people call me a bandwagon because they've been good my whole life. But that's not my fault. Right. But, (laughs) you know, I've been blessed. But we'll see what happens this year. Yeah. What are you but, thinking so far this year? I'm surprised. I did not think they were going to be as good as they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, with Brady leaving, I thought the Buccaneers were probably a Super Bowl team. I still think that. I, have, I, I think thought, they have potential for sure. I think they definitely have potential. And then I thought New England with Cam Newton was going to crash and burn because I'm not a fan of Cam Newton. However, that being said, he's done a surprising job to say the least. Um, although he won't be playing this weekend because it turns out he tested positive for coronavirus. Really? Do you, are yeah. they going to hold off the entire? No, team? they're just probably going to 
bench him, keep him at home. Did they say anything about how he got it? I didn't even know that that happened. Uh-huh. It just happened like 30 minutes ago. I saw from ESPN, but I'm so pretty they're probably sure... running to all the houses right now of the team, oh, yeah. and they're like, "You're getting tested now." Well, I'm pretty sure like all the NFL players get tested every day except for mm-hmm. game days, I think. So I'm pretty sure everyone else is okay, hopefully. But That's scary. Um, yeah, so we'll probably lose this week because we play the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So we're going to be playing with a backup quarterback. So unless Jarrett Stidham can pull some magic out of his butt i don't think we're winning no yeah so okay i think we could both agree like with the reason that you i don't like cam newton because he's very arrogant Mm -hmm. would you would you okay you would agree okay because like because here's here's the thing is i don't personally i don't have a team that i follow i follow different players right but with the patriots i think because that's the only other team that Tom Brady ever played for. He he was with them for like twenty like seasons. Twenty twenty one, yeah, something. Yeah, like that. and so like I think that he and Belichick kind of developed this relationship that you only get from playing with somebody for twenty years. And he wasn't. He was like what he was like. I was looking at it this morning, and I think let me see. I had it pulled up just because I was like, I need to like create a good case against Mason for why I don't against like the me. Okay. Yeah. So I think he was picked. 199th in the sixth yeah, round. Yeah, 199th in the yep. sixth round. But he has gone on to create like quite a record for himself. Quite a record. Oh yeah. But like, I don't think that he can. I I there's I don't. It's not possible for he and for like for him to build that same relationship with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unless he stays with them for a really really long time. But also, I don't think it's possible for Cam Newton to build that same relationship that Tom had with Belichick ever. Right. Well, because I yep. think like Cam's just too. He has he has a he has an attitude problem yes. in my opinion. I agree. That being said, though, I've I've been watching this season, and over the off season, I thought the same thing that Cam Newton was going to be too arrogant for Bill Belichick, because Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's relationship. I mean, it was it wasn't perfect, but mm-hmm. they definitely agreed on very, like many many things. Especially with Brady, he took pay cuts throughout his whole career. So that he could get better people on the team so that he could win. Yeah. So going into the season, I thought, okay, well, we're going to crash and burn because Cam Newton's going to be too arrogant. They're going to have different personalities. It's not going to work. Although, looking back to like 2011 or the, even the earlier – or not 2011, the earlier seasons uh, when the Patriots picked up Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss had a very similar personality to Cam Newton, and we went undefeated with Randy Moss one season with him. Um, however, you know, it is Bill Belichick, so I'm not going to doubt anything so far. He's done a good job. Um, I don't know how the rest of the season will go. It's only been three weeks. Um, I do think too, that like, cause there's a big argument between Bel like who's better Belichick or Brady, like who mm-hmm. did more for the team. And a lot of people say, oh, Belichick created Brady. Brady's just a system quarterback or you know, but I I personally think they both had a role in developing into you know the greatest quarterback and greatest coach of all time. Slightly, that's a, that's a strong statement. It's a, it's a, <laughs> a slightly very biased statement. statement. I mean, it's I don't, slightly. Okay. <laughs> that's a biased statement. All right. Well, through. well, 
let me know when another quarterback wins six Super Bowls. Okay, yeah, and then you're, come I, talk to me. You're okay. You're not wrong, but like at the same time, <laughs> here's like here's like what I like think about like Belichick. Is he great? Yes, but I also think that I and I feel like every coach reaches this eventually. The only one that like I can think hasn't yet, but I think it's just out of sheer luck and literally luck of the draw in basketball coach K for Duke mm. is I think that each coach hits a point in their career where anybody else who's been watching them, everybody else kind of knows what that coach is doing. Like everybody knows that Belichick's been around for a while and granted they have the new quarterback, but like, I feel like it's, it's like, okay. Like, yes, they have like the Patriots have like, you know, won the Super Bowl like not like, so recently but recently mm-hmm. but like i think it's to almost to a point now where it's like okay like we know he's good but i can see him maybe not this season but in the seasons to come not having brady there kind of plateauing off if you will right and i will kind of agree with that i think we need to find a, repl- a long-term replacement for brady otherwise the patriots are screwed they're going to be a horrible team in the next few years if they don't get their you know stuff together. Although, it is Belichick. He's known as a defensive coach, not an offensive coach, historically. So, And our defense is one of the best, if not the best, I would, mm-hmm. I would argue. Um, I th- I, what I wanted the Patriots to do this season was to play a horrible season, win maybe three or four games and tank, so that they could get Trevor Lawrence. Touchdown, Jesus! <laughs> T money, Trevor. Oh, he's the he's the he's the golden boy of football. I think he's dare I say the next Tom Brady. Uh, I, I would say, say he's more like the next Peyton Manning. I think he he plays a lot more like Peyton Manning than Brady. He's got okay. a better arm than Brady. Okay. I think Brady doesn't have that great of an arm. Like he, yeah, he's Brady's a very accurate quarterback, but he's he can't throw it very far anymore, especially now. That's true. But even in his earlier years, he never really threw many many deep passes he was always a five yard ten yard pass dude yeah he had to develop his his skills right there's somebody mowing outside so we're just going to keep talking through it but just anybody listening if you're hearing a really loud and weird noise can you hear it right now barely it's not that loud okay well I'll just keep going. Okay, so you're in sports ma- the sports management major. How did mm-hmm. you get involved with doing that? Like, what what made you choose sports management? Well, in high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in college, and I thought I my what I wanted to do changed multiple times within a year. I think that's normal. Yeah. yeah. Like first, I wanted to go into like astronomy because I thought space was cool. I'm like, wait, nah, this is too confusing. And then. Um, I kind of went into like maybe like like a physical therapist or something like that. I'm like, mm, I don't want to be with all the schooling and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I kind of chose sport because there's really only two things I'm like passionate about, and that's like politics and sports. So mm-hmm. I decided, well, politics is too intense. Uh, I'm gonna go with sports, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm happy I chose it too because I definitely have a lot of fun with the classes I do take. Um, but yeah, that's how I. Yeah, what are what are some of your favorite classes that you've taken so far with sports management? And what and what like do you look forward to doing in like the next couple of years at school mm-hmm. just in the within the major? Well, um most of the classes I've taken so far have been generals. Those haven't been fun. 
uh, I have taken a few different sport classes. So, I, like, right now I'm taking, uh, I think it's philosophy in sport, philosophy and culture or something oh, like that. Oh, that's really interesting. It is interesting. It's, I mean, the first, like, month was kind of just, like, boring basic stuff. And then we kind of go into, like, actual deep conceptual stuff. And it's it's kind of interesting just because it's my major. So, it's actually a class that I enjoy listening to. Yeah. Um, like what like what do you like what like i like explain more about like what that is mm-hmm. like it because it just sounds interesting well it talks about like the different aspects of like race uh like violence and sport uh media how that plays into a role and how athletes are seen how coaches are seen from the like the public stuff like that that's really interesting mm-hmm. and then when you're okay like are you looking to get okay i know nc state has like Pack TV and sports management right. sometimes goes along with that. I know mm-hmm. a few of my friends from earlier years have gone into like doing stuff like that. Right. Are you looking to do anything with that or work side, do like, any sideline, like, anything? Like or... broadcasting stuff like that? Not ne- or broadcasting or like anything to do with like either Pack TV mm-hmm. or any sideline, getting involved with any sort of team on campus. Right. Um, well, I am in, uh, interested in getting involved with like the football or basketball teams, like just interning with them or getting some sort of like man- like small manager job or something. Yeah. Uh, just so I can get some experience. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go into Pack TV because I don't really want to go into like the the media portion of sport. I want to work in like the business side of sport. I want to work with. Okay. A, my goal is to work with a professional NFL team one day, and work in like their front Patriot. offices. <laughs> Mm, no it's too oh. cold in new england <laughs> it's too, too cold, cold yeah but, like preferably somewhere warm but i'll work anywhere if the pagers were to hire me i would be ecstatic but yeah i mean i just i feel like i want to work in like the front offices where i can because i want to work up to like a gm job one day that's like the goal i Dang. i don't know if that's, that'll I, ever happen but i'm hey it, you're, it's not too, it's not too late until you're six feet under. Is that that's what exactly. I would say? As, as cruel it is as it is. No, exactly. And I think that would probably be that's definitely my end goal is become a GM or something like that. But any any front office job really, I'd be really interested in. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about your opinions on the Patriots mm-hmm. and why they are your favorite and why you think Brady is the best and why you uh-huh. think Belichick is the best. But what are your thoughts on, like, right now with NFL games and with coronavirus happening? Do you think there are any factors that are, like, other than the fans not being there? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think is impacting them, like, the most? Well, let's see. I know that coronavirus and all everything that's going on is impacting them a lot, especially in some stadiums not having fans is, a, mm-hmm. I think, a little more unfair than teams that do have fans. They, right, like Dallas, yeah. they can have the, a little bit of a crowd. Right. I think all teams should allow some amount of fans um, just mm-hmm. to, you know, give it more of an, you know, a regular football feel, atmosphere. Right. Um, I think the other thing that, like, worrying a lot of athletes and kind of causing issues is the lack of uh, summer workouts and preseason stuff. I think that because we saw a lot of injuries in week two for a lot of stars on many different teams and i think that not being able to do the otas and summer workouts and preseason really played a role in that because they're not going to be 100 percent conditioned and mm-hmm. i think that's that really had a major role in the injuries and stuff that we've seen lately yeah do you think that they play um 
the the fake crowd over in the stadium when they're playing mm-hmm. like and there's nobody there do you think they play that oh yeah they definitely do i've a few of the games that i've watched so far i've definitely seen like they've heard the crowd noises and yeah but, i mean it's it's not nothing compared to the real thing i think they should mic up some players <laughs> they because right should. now it, like the, the the audio would be so crisp mm-hmm. I think that'd be so yeah. funny. Like, I would like, like, in my opinion, I think some of the the funniest people to have mic'd up would be like Juju Smith Schuster. Mm-hmm. I think Gronk would be hilarious. Yep. Yep. And I think that, um, I th- I even think that like, I even think Russell Wilson would be funny. Mm-hmm. Just to, I don't know why he. I just feel like he'd be something somebody who's like really funny. Yeah. But yeah, I think they should mic up some people for sure. Do you think that the lack of like fan attendance this year is going to cause like a lack of fan interest and like in turn like not bring around what the NFL is used to in terms of like revenue and stuff like that or do you think that everybody will be so excited to be back next season? I think everyone's going to be extremely excited to be back next season cuz I know throughout yeah. the whole quarantine that we've had and all the issues we've had since March sports has been greatly missed um Mm-hmm. by millions of people in the US. And I think like even when the NBA came back right away, people were super excited just to watch something even if there were no fans. Um but I think that when stadiums are allowed to release or open their doors to more and more fans, I don't have a doubt that all the games will be selling out. It'll be we're going to we're going to see probably record numbers in my opinion. Um, we'll probably yeah. see record numbers in fan attendance and stuff like that to games. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, let's talk other quarterbacks other than Tom okay. Brady. So this season is obviously different, but in just recent seasons and with the time between last season and this season, there's been, um, like ample amount of like time for people to get their injuries under right. control and, kind of, I guess, learn a bit more about themselves, maybe not through the practice and, like, conditioning aspect, but Mm -hmm. just, like, outside of that, like, watching film and everything like that. So, with that being said, in order, if you can, name the people who you think, the the quarterbacks who you think from best to worst, Mm -hmm. who you think are going to show the most improvement this season. Show the most improvement? Um, From last season. I think... Kyler Murray is going to be number one. I think mm-hmm. he started to show a little bit last season, and this season he's really started to kick things off. And he is, I believe, he's in the MVP early MVP runnings. Uh, he's not first by any means. I think he's probably fourth or fifth, but he's definitely improved a lot from last season to this season, especially with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins at receiver. He's right. He has another weapon, and I think Kyler Murray is going to be pretty good quarterback the next few years um so that would be probably number one number two uh as much as i hate to say it i would have to say probably cam newton just because last season he barely played and ever Mm -hmm. since his mvp season back in what 2015 2016 he's really done nothing he's kind of he's kind (laughs) of hit a steep drop off he's been injured multiple times um, so, and the way he's played right now, I mean, he hasn't been throwing it the best, but he's been running all over the field and scoring. So I think the Cam Newton may be, a, maybe number two, maybe number three, but I would say number two for now. Third most improved quarterback. 
That'd be that's a little tough. Cause a lot of people probably I'll give you you can put two. You you can put two there. I'll give you we'll do three and four. Okay. Well, before the injuries happened, I was gonna say Drew Locke on the Denver Broncos. Although he got hurt now, so I can't really use him anymore because I don't know how long he'll be out. Right. But I thought he was gonna be a dark horse candidate for MVP this season too. I thought he was gonna be really good. And he was until he got hurt. Um See, that's it's a good question. I don't really know who else is going to be. I guess maybe Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow hasn't really played last. He never played last season, but he definitely he surprised the heck out of me. I'll tell you what. I thought he was going to be a bust. <clears throat> do you think that he can? Do you think that he's definitely not good enough to be MVP mm-hmm. or anything like that? But do you think he could get rookie of the? I think it's. Season? I think it's definitely a possibility. However, he's on the Cincinnati Bengals, so he has no right. offensive line. He has no <laughs> receivers. He has nobody around him, <clears throat> and yet he's it's playing true. really well. I think it's – what do you – okay, I have always noticed this, but maybe it's just because – it's probably mm-hmm. not true, but one thing that I always, like, pay attention to has been, like, where they – like, the, like, first round pick or whatever mm-hmm. goes to, and so, like, they either – will go to the Browns or mm-hmm. to the Bengals. And I I don't think that that is fair. it's almost like it's almost like uh like a like a roughhousing like introduction to the NFL like saying okay we're going to send the ones that were at the top of the the totem pole we're going to send them to mm-hmm. the bottom because they got to learn what it's like to work with a set of players that maybe don't work as well on the field right. as other teams. And I like what like I think that's like pretty unfair sometimes. Yeah. I mean, so, it's all just it, when you're like a quarterback, especially it, it just depends where you get thrown in when you get drafted. Because if you look at a couple of years, the, the draft where Baker Mayfield and all of them got drafted or Sam. OK, Sam Darnold got drafted at the Jets. He's, by the way, the other most improved mm-hmm. candidate, I think. Uh, but Sam okay. Darnold got drafted to one of the worst teams in the league. And right now they are the worst team in the league. And he's been there a couple of years yeah. now, and they've yet to be able to build anything around him. I think he's a talented quarterback, but he's got nobody and nothing to go on. I think he's like he's like Russell Wilson a couple of years ago when Wilson's line was like yes. non-existent. The difference is though, even though Wilson's line was non-existent, he still put up MVP numbers and was in the running. Sam Darnold is yeah. just crashing and burning right now, and I think that's mostly because of the coaching. I think they need to get rid of Adam Gase, um, but. Okay. Uh, and then you look at like Lamar Jackson, who was drafted to the Ravens, who have a good team, a good defense, good old line. And they're like oh yeah. reliable. I think the Ravens and the Saints are like that, mm-hmm. where they're just like just gonna always be the yeah. all around. Well, team. the Saints aren't looking too good this year, actually. But not this year, no, Breeze not. Is, but like Brady Breeze is, is like, and no, Breeze, mm-hmm. not Brady. Yeah, he's gonna. He's like. It's I don't know. It's like you never expect him to go out there and do something like and absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, he does, and you're like, oh yeah, like, yeah, he could do it, but like I wasn't right. expecting it, right. you know. Yeah, but with Kyler Murray, okay, so this today, this or tomorrow, this sun, mm-hmm. tom- this Sunday, this week, they're supposed to be playing the mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers. Now I think that 100 percent they the, will win that game. The Cardinals or Panthers. Yes. The Cardinals are playing the Panthers, and I think the Cardinals will yeah. win 100%. Because um, Carolina, uh, 
I think it's kind of unfortunate that their fan base is almost rooting for them to lose another game because then they'll get first yeah. round pick. But I mean, it's inevitable because Christian McCaffrey is uh-huh. out with an injury. That does play a big role. And that's the only person. Well, I say that, but like, that's one of the only people that like can actually has done mm-hmm. anything and that they have left because Keekley left, Olsen left. Right. And so did Cam. And there's, I mean, who's the, who's yeah. the, okay, Bridgewater is the new quarterback. Didn't he go to, he state? was, I don't, I don't know if he went to state. I don't remember. I don't think he did. He went. Deshaun Watson went to state. And, uh, no, he went to Clemson. I don't know. Oh, no, he, okay, no, Bridgewater went to Louisville. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he went to Um, state. It's probably the No, Russell Wilson went to state. That's what I'm thinking of for three years. He did, and he went to Wisconsin. Um, But, yeah, uh, Bridgewater, I think, has been a a good quarterback for most of his career. I mean, he was with the Vikings and then got hurt for and was out for, like, two years. Um, And then was Mm -hmm. Breeze's backup in New Orleans for a couple years. Um, And when he got to play last season, he went undefeated five games with the Saints. They played some tough opponents, although it was the Saints, too, so that he had a good team around him. Um, yeah, I think that he just needs to – I think he, he's – I think his his thing is he just needs to build his char- mm-hmm. his field character, his on-the-field character and his confidence of, like, of like okay, I'm no longer the backup right. quarterback. And <clears> I think that hiding in somebody's shadow for so long can, like, really change your character mm-hmm. as a player – Especially if you were like, if you were the first string in college and it was like, and everybody was wearing your jersey and everybody was chanting right. your name and you get out there and you're like, all of a sudden told, nope, you're, grab a jersey, you're right. second in line or whatever. I think that can really impact how your performance is unless you're somebody like, I think, cause that's, I think that's something to be said about um, when people come into the NFL and just go pro in general mm-hmm. from college is if if you can handle the fact that you're not going to be the best right. going in and unless it's by mm-hmm. some miracle because you you may have been the big dog in college but you get in into the NFL those guys right. are even bigger and like and he, what who you thought like was going to be like easy matchup mm-hmm. for you like any day i think at least a couple seasons ago before baker mayfield joined i think that the Browns and Alabama could have gone head to head, and Alabama uh, could have had a chance. That's a stretch, but yeah, to a point. To a, to a, I, they could have had, to, could have had a, a and like could have, yeah, had, yeah. A, a matchup decent. But do I think they would have won? No, but like, do I think it would have been like a decent mm-hmm. kind of thing? But like, yeah, but you could have never match up any college team at all, no matter how good, no matter mm-hmm. how big the line, no matter how dynamic the quarterback you could never match them up to an nfl team and say oh yeah you're for sure going to win and that's not how it is so i think there's a lot of there's a big attitude change as well as everything else stress from the media that goes into when you join any pro team Mm -hmm. from being in college it's a totally different aspect and i think that being a backup quarterback too can sometimes help a player um because Mm -hmm. i mean the perfect example i can give is baker mayfield was way overhyped in college. Um, and, you know, oh, yeah. he got drafted number two overall, I think, to Cleveland. And they it was a total whiff. I mean, he's done nothing. I mean, he, they've won more than zero games, granted. But they've, 
you know, he's made way too many mistakes to be considered a good quarterback, I think. I think he's just an okay quarterback at best. Um, mm-hmm. I think if he were to, you know, fix the mistakes, um, he'd be considered better. But I think the main problem was he was just kind of thrown into the starting job right away. And if you look at other quarterbacks like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, even Tua this season, they're starting out as backups. And Brady played his, or spent his whole first year on the bench. Aaron Rodgers spent his like three or four years on the bench under Brett Favre. Um, but I think that really helps. Yeah. And that's quite the, it's, that's quite right. the individual to and follow. I think that that really helps develop a player, uh, kind of getting to see how the NFL works and how the game, like the speed is and how just how different it is from college. So you get to kind of study that and look over it a little bit before you get into the, you know, the swing of things. Um, like Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes too. He started his first year on the bench behind Alex Smith. And then when, Alex Smith left. He took over, and he's done. He's done amazing. Amazing, and I, I don't know what, how far or how long he's going to be able to hold up the level of play he's been doing. But so far, he's been extremely yeah. consistent with how amazing he's been. So he may be up there in the future for best quarterbacks. But okay, one thing I want to touch on. So I have this thing pulled up. And it's the most obnoxious athletes. Mm-hmm. And one of the um, players that is on this list used to remind me of another player that is in the NFL right now. Okay, Johnny so Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I oh, share a birthday with this man. Um, right. I don't like the association. Um, I mean, of course, at number one, they have right. O.J. Simpson here, but I'm – but, like, I think that Baker Mayfield, originally Johnny when he Manziel, went into the NFL, 2.0. he had the same, yep. I, I, I didn't Mm-mm. think he was going to last, honestly. I did not think he would last more than he Yeah, I, I remember when he got drafted, I'm like, this is literally Johnny Manziel without the drinking problem. And I yep. think he's going to be a bust, and he turned out to be a bust. Even though a lot of people had him all hyped up. But... Yeah. Yeah. And then furthermore on here, they have, I'm just, I'm enjoying reading this off because the, not only do they have them on here as the most obnoxious, some mm-hmm. of the most obnoxious, but they have them on here and like other lists as well. So they also have Johnny Manziel on here for being one of the best Heisman Trophy yeah. winners of all time. I would say that. I think during his time, he. There's he was there's a good, lot of college athletes but... that end up peaking in college, uh, like Johnny Manziel, Tim yeah. Tebow was another one. He was amazing in college and then went to the oh, NFL yeah. and was out in a couple years. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I think that a lot of athletes they when they play amazing in college they get too they the ego gets to their head I think and then it gets to the NFL thinking they're you know hot shit and it just crashes and burns from there. I would agree. And then let's just close off with this to to say Cam Newton is number 37 on the most on the list 37? of most obnoxious athletes. That's surprising. He's number 37. You know, I ex- ex- did you expect him to be ranked higher, higher or lower I on this list? He was way higher. Way higher. What would you have ranked him? There's like probably top 10 on here. Mm-hmm. Maybe top 15. Really? I, f- I feel like he's a very annoying player I to think deal so- with. 
that's what I was going to say, circle back to our original point, talking about like the Patriots and Bill Belichick. I think that that was one of the things that I originally thought was going to knock Cam off is like, he wouldn't respect the record that Bill had come from. He'd be like, screw you. I'm doing Mm -hmm. it the way that I want to do it. And like, like I could literally see like, and I, I know this probably happens just in general, but I can see it being very obvious of like Bill saying, this is what you need to do. And then Cam goes out there different. and just that's literally what Aaron does, the does right. all the time, apparently from what we've been here, heard from. Yeah. Um, but I will say I was surprised with Cam because like over the off season, he posted all these workout videos and how he's focused. And from what Bill Belichick said, he's been a very unselfish player, which I was very surprised to hear, but do you think his true colors just haven't come I think out it's yet? Too soon to tell. Uh, I think we have to wait. I would agree. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I've liked it so much, and I've enjoyed talking to you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for your input, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. appreciate it. (laughs) But yeah, of course. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's episode of Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. I hope you enjoyed the discussion I had with Mason. And whether you agreed with it or not, it's not the point of this podcast, though. Never to agree with everything. But if you do, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool, too. I hope you enjoyed listening in, and I hope it made you smile a little bit, as cheesy as that sounds. I can't wait to talk to you guys on Tuesday. Not sure what we're going to talk about, but then again, I never really do. Until I sit down and blurt out whatever comes to my mind first. It's just me and the microphone. Just imagine that I'm talking to a big group of people, maybe like a dead talk, but it's less formal and we're all like, maybe we all have Snuggies. No, we don't. I would never be in public with that. Um, anyways, catch you guys later on Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. Bye. <laughs>